It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Courage with your hosts, Zach and Ray, for Thursday, July 27th. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have full lighting, we have air conditioning, we have, we, we, we've got it all. We do have it all. You know what we don't have? Uh, Well, we don't have apparently the inventory crisis that Ford doesn't realize they have. Ford knows they have an inventory crisis. But we're here to share that i'm pretty sure if i'm I'm rolling i'm rolling again if i'm an executive at ford i know i've got an inventory crisis really don't you think you really believe that don't you think (laughs) you think they're concerned i think they are concerned (laughs) if they're not they should be happy thursday to everyone let's jump right in we've got ford quarterly earnings they're coming out after the market closes today this afternoon we've got a preview here from cox automotive Are are they not positive? Is that why they're coming out after the market closes? No, you can either go in the morning or at night. Okay. Here's the deal, Pops. Yes. Market share is slipping over at Ford. (gasps) No, it is. Okay. That's not good. That's not what you want. Ford underperformed the overall market, which had sales up 17% for the quarter, causing its market share to slip. Ford's total market share was 12.8%. Yes. According to Cox's calculations. Ford's share was only lower once in the second quarter of 2021 when it was 10.7%. The 2021 and 2023 second quarters marked the only time in the past six years that that Ford's share was below 13% for the quarter. So Ford, historic in terms of the fact that they are losing market share, is paired with this realization, Dad. What do they attribute the loss of market share to? Did they not sell as many commercial and fleet vehicles as, say, the other manufacturers did in the second quarter? Could have something to do with that. I think it has a lot to do with this. Ford's average transaction price rose to new heights. Ooh. 8%. Ford's average transaction price up 8% to $56,270. Its highest level for the quarter ever. Ford is yes. all in debt, yes. and we're going to talk about inventory sitting around because this this overpriced inventory is now just sitting because people aren't able to pay for it. We're going to talk a little bit about auto loans today as well, like we typically do. Ford's market share down, yes. inventory up, prices yes. up. Yes, that's not a recipe for business growth. Apparently not. How are their profits though? Yeah, they make a lot of money still. Okay, so market share is down. Uh, sales are down. Sales are down relative to their peers. Okay. And how much money did they make in comparison to the same quarter last year? Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, that, we'll get that after hours today. They're going to make billions of oh, dollars. That's okay. what they do. They're okay. still going to make billions of dollars, okay. but they are losing that market share all the while that they yes. are becoming. I mean, let's look at these prices broken down by the different brands that they have. Let's And even some of the models. Let's do okay. this. For the brand overall... is the average transaction price. The Bronco saw a 13% increase in its average transaction price to $58,000. The Transit van rose 13% to $58,800. We also have, let's see here, the F-Series had a 4% gain in average transaction price to $66,000. The Maverick saw a 6% increase in average transaction price to over $30,000. The Mustang Mach-E is the only vehicle that saw its average transaction price drop in Ford by 3%, which makes sense because that's the one where they have the most acute inventory crisis, too many vehicles. Yeah, that's the one that's really sitting, yes. Lincoln's average transaction price is up 5% to $68,000. The Navigator up to $106,000. 
Corsair up 1%. Wow! The Aviator went down 1%, but it's still a $70,000 SUV. So this is what you're looking at if you're Ford, Dad. You're looking at a bunch of expensive cars. Yes. That aren't selling. And your point? Evidently, that's the, new st- that's the new way to run an automaker. It doesn't really make sense to me, but evidently it makes sense. Well, let's, let, for, let's take a second. Stellantis um, reported record profits. Yep. Okay. And what have they done more so than Ford? Raised prices even more. Even more. Even more. Okay. And have their sales dropped a little bit? Stellantis' sales have dropped even more than Ford's sales. But they're more profitable. How does that work long term? Well, like, truly, how does it work long term? Well, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I, I, I get what they're doing. They're saying we can afford to sell fewer cars and make more money per car that we manufacture because we're only manufacturing the high profit margin vehicles. We are not interested in producing low profit margin entry level vehicles the hell with that part of the market that can be served by pre-owned cars are we not seeing though the automakers start to be reactionary to this it's kind of going to be like who's what's the first domino to fall incentive spending is up 70 percent year over year the average incentive on a new ford purchase is over two thousand dollars i sent you a uh, article this morning about nissan how they're utilizing zero percent financing and they have seen on their rogues and they have seen rogue sales increase what was it 69 percent so are there deal are there manufacturers out there that are throwing money towards it yes um but you know nissan is still manufacturing more towards the lower end of the market the Mm -hmm. entry level Mm -hmm. of the market and yeah, they're they're willing to put money at it, I mean, which which is what they've always done. And it's still well below what the incentive spend was prior to COVID. Yeah, well below. Yeah, even though it's up, which is offsetting the fact that they have fewer sales. Yes. Yeah, it is interesting though to think about it. They have a lot of vehicles that are very expensive. Yes. Sitting around. Yes. For months on end, like we can. We'll do it. This is what I love to do. Well, you know, there's that old joke, you know, that that you can sell things and lose money and and you go, yeah, but we're making it up in volume. volume. But this is not the joke portion of it. They're selling fewer cars, but they are making it up. Because they're incentivizing them less. Yes. So that the, the incentive spend is less, so it allows them ultimately to make more money selling and producing fewer vehicles. Let's look at one Less really quick. We do this all the time. I love doing it. It's one of my favorite aspects of what we get to do day in and day out. Let's look at the numbers, Dad. We're in – where's my zip code? I'm currently in Maryland. Okay. We do, we do the East Coast a lot. Let's do somewhere else. Where do we want to go today? Uh, Midwest? You want to go in the Midwest? Let's go like Chicago. Omaha. I like Omaha. Omaha. All right. Yeah. Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think Midwest, you think Omaha. You could think Indianapolis. Six eight eight uh, six eight zero zero seven is the zip code we're going to go to. Six eight zero zero seven is what I said. Let me update my location. We are now yes in Bennington, Nebraska, pops. All right. So let's look at and new. I can honestly say I've never been in Bennington before. And I'm, I'm pretty go. sure I I don't want to be there again. But that's besides. The Let's look at uh, newer pre-owned. 
something's going on here. New okay. Ford. Oh, we did a release, and evidently it broke that. That's that's a shame, gang. Yeah, well, now you know what, what the team needs to work on. Yeah, look, I'm choosing stuff, but nothing's happening. You know what? Maybe we should just go with what they chose for us. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone from the Car Edge team is on today's show, please yes. know that we have a bug in production that we need yes. to address. Well, dang it, I wanted to run one for, let's see, is there a Ford on this page? Because I'd really love to see what Ford inventory levels. I'll look at two pages really quick, and if there's not, we'll just move on. That's frustrating. Hyundai's, a bunch of Hyundai's. Yes, yeah. A bunch of Hyundai's. Bunch. bunch oh, of an Ionic 6. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to get to my Ford inventory because our filters aren't working. Well, that's a shame. All right, well, okay. we'll have to try again at another time. While we were don't, doing that, Pops, Don't you just hate embarrassing yourself on live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. <laughs> it really brings me very little joy. Yeah. Um, well, but I get it. It does it. prove one thing. What's that? We are authentic and transparent. We are. Thank you, Positive Leader, for the contribution. Yes, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Maybe um, we could use that to to fix the filter. Maybe we can, yeah. yeah. Positively says, Rain, Zach, could you do a detailed video on predictions for entry sedans and OEMs that are not ramping up production, specifically Toyotas, Corolla, the Honda, the Pacific, etc.? I don't think there's a big incentive for those manufacturers to increase the production of those entry-level vehicles. You know, they've, they've, they've stated that they're going to, but, you know, what is the incentive for them to do that? Um, they're their lowest profit margin vehicles, and Without doing that, they still have a relatively large share of the entry-level market because other manufacturers have abandoned it uh, apparently completely. All right, Pops. Evidently, it was user error. Someone in the chat said, uh, Control-Alt-5, and you will get what you want. So I went ahead... And I did a refresh, and there we go. Now the filters are working. So I guess it was user error. Sorry about that, guys. So let's look at this, Ted. We we were talking about Excel. Then we can use that ten bucks for lunch. We can use that ten bucks for lunch. (laughs) Yeah. Here's an F one fifty Lariat. Yeah. It's a sixty three thousand dollar truck, and we're in Omaha, Nebraska. One hundred and fifty seven days supply. That seems, you know, like that seems a bit much. I, I, you know, I know the manufacturers would prefer it to be a sixty day supply. And and they start to get, you know, like a tad concerned when it's approaching a 90-day supply. Um, and in most cases, they start pulling their hair out when it approaches 157 or 147-day supply. So, yeah, they're, they're, there's an issue. But but their issue is, or or their, their Ford's thinking is, yeah. at least the manufacturer's thinking is, hey... We build them. We ship them to their dealers. We get paid for them. We don't. We're be, done. We're done. You know, other than hey, you know, we'll dump a two thousand dollar incentive on it to help the dealer get rid of it. Still benefits Ford. Dealer, not so much. Let's look at this, Dad. We're nationwide. We've got a hundred and four thousand F one fifties for sale. We're just in Omaha, Nebraska. Let's yeah. look within two hundred miles. There's, I mean, there's just so many of them. Yes. Let's look at one of the higher trim levels. I'm kind of curious. Uh, well, there's the platform right yeah, there. Right there. $71,000 truck. 142-day supply. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it makes you not want to rush right out and buy one. No. It makes you really think that later on this year there's going to be 
more and more opportunities there. All right, let's switch gears, Dad. There was news earlier today, one of the other automakers. It's automaker earnings season. We've got from Echo Park, excuse me, Sonic Automotive, who yes. owns Echo Park. Look at this headline, Dad. Sonic Automotive Q2 net income plunges 75%. Echo Park closure details released. We were mm-hmm. really sad to see Echo Park go yes. under because they were overpaying like crazy. Yes. Back at caredge.com slash sell for people that were looking to sell a vehicle. But look at this, Dad. Profit down 75% year over year at Sonic Automotive. We are seeing a lot of, I mean, not not this, uh, not 75%, but we're seeing a lot of downward pressure right now on dealers. So you've got you've got two things happening. You've got, you've got many things happening, but yes. the two that I'll focus on are inventory building up. So Ford seeing their sales not grow as much as they'd like and inventory sitting there, this expensive inventory. And then dealers seemingly holding the bag because their profits are the ones that are going down most significantly. What do you make of this? Well, I, I mean, if their if their income net income plunged seventy five percent, well, that's because they decided to close. I think it was six or it. eight of the Echo Park standalone pre-owned stores. Yep. So you know, there's a cost related to that. Um, and if they close those stores during the second quarter, well, then guess guess what? I mean, it's going to take a hit is the income. That's part of it, Dad. But yeah. I think it's also the realization. I, I, I mean, when you when you look at the other big publics, yep. It, and it, it seems like this was earnings week. Yep. Um, most of them had more revenue, produced more revenue in the second quarter than they did the second quarter a year ago. But their profits fell, and their like average F and I profits went down. Uh, average gross per vehicle went down. So it's they've they've all seen their incomes or or net profit drop, even though revenues are way up. Yeah, which is a sign of the times. Yes, because suddenly they can't just sell cars with additional dealer markups. Suddenly, they're back into having to discount the product in order to be able to sell it. Which also hits on something that came out today, which is the CFPB. You said, uh, you know, sell vehicles with additional dealer markup. Yes. The CFPB came out with an examination of auto loans, Dad. Yes. That is truly fascinating. We're going to spend some time on it. Right here, let me pull this up on the screen. CFPB, CFPB, excuse me, supervisory highlights report examines UDAAP, which we're going to break that down in a second, across several consumer financial products. UDAAP stands for yes. Unfair, Deceptive, and Abusive Acts or Practices. Wow. The report covers findings from supervisory examinations conducted from July 2022 to March 2023. What was happening between July 2022 and March of 2023 in the auto industry? Uh, well, additional dealer markups were common. Uh, many dealers uh, insisting that if you wanted to buy their product, that you had to finance it through their lender of choice, um, that they wouldn't accept cash from you, things like that. Financing well above 100% of loan to value ratio, yes. et cetera. Yes. All right. Some key findings include examiners found that consumers were misled in marketing materials by auto lenders about the quality of car they were eligible for under the terms of the auto loan offer, 
Servicers also reportedly charged interest on loans based on fraudulent representations by dealers that the vehicle had options and enhancements that it did not actually have. That's that's what's known in the industry as power booking, telling the bank that a, that a used vehicle has equipment that it doesn't have in order for it to book out for more so that it becomes easier for the bank to say, yes, we'll lend that amount of money against that vehicle. Do, did we see power booking through market forces? Like, well, this car is worth more because there's such a limited inventory, so that's why we're charging the $10,000 market adjustment. I mean, that's essentially what this is saying, right? This is saying that between the, the months of March 2022, yeah. or July 2022 to March 2023, examiners found consumers were misled by marketing materials about the quality of car they were eligible for under the terms of the auto loan. They also reportedly charged interest rate interest on loans based on fraudulent representations by dealers that the vehicle had options and enhancements that they did not, not actually have. I mean, we're kind of getting at it well, a little bit. What, what, what we were getting at was dealers figuring out how they could get the bank to agree to lend the amount of money they needed in order to get the consumer into the vehicle and into the loan. And now what we're seeing, Dad, is that the ability to get folks into loans has plummeted. This data came out from the Fed just yesterday. Um, the application rate for any kind of credit over the past 12 months declined to 40.3% from 40.9% February. It's lowest rating reading since October of 2020. The overall rejection rate for credit applicants increased to 21.8%, the highest level since June of 2018. The rejection rate for auto loans increased to 14.2% from 9.1% in February, a new high. It increased for credit cards, but auto loans, obviously, it did not. So we're just seeing a, a credit crunch happening, and you've yes. got to think at least part of that is a bit of a uh, reflection on what got us into this current situation, which is power booking. People pay, you know, higher than 100% life loan-to-value ratio. May I me. say one thing? Yeah. You know, I got into the industry in 1977, I think it was. Um, I'm pretty sure power booking's been around forever. Um, it's fraud. You know, dealers are committing fraud when they tell the bank that a vehicle has more equipment than it has. Yep. Um, but it, 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 it just indicates that dealers have been um, utilizing suspect business practices forever, you know. And, and the reason they do is because they very rarely get caught if they do. And when and if and when they do get caught, you know, the banks are saying, well, you, you know, you just make us whole. Well, that's a small price to pay, you know. We've talked about it in the past. Manufacturers many times have incentives for dealers to sell vehicles. Dealers, if they hit those levels, can pick up millions of dollars during the course of a year. Yep. Eventually, manufacturers run audits to make sure that the vehicles that the dealers said they sold during those contest periods were actually sold. In many cases, they were not. The dealer ends up having to write a check back to the manufacturer for the amount that they received fraudulently. Yeah. And the dealer looks at it as, well, it was an interest-free loan, <laughs> and I'm just making a payment on it. 
this kind of nonsense in the automobile industry has been going on forever. And it is almost as if from both the manufacturers and, and the bankers end, it, it, it's almost as if that it's expected to happen. And that if and when we catch you, just make us whole. That's yeah. all we ask. Just make us whole. It, it seems like there could be a, a better and more transparent ways in order to do this. But, you know, then again, I could be wrong. All right. You're talking about things that are disingenuous, fraudulent, et cetera. That's yes. going to be a great lead into today's. Really? you got to be kidding me. All right. So we have over on caredge.com slash community, a community yeah. forum where you can post false advertising. Okay. So, Pops, we had a community member here saying, Beb Smith Toyota, false advertising. Stephen shared this. So here's an out-the-door quote. We're going to look at this in just a second. Before we do, yes. let's look at the vehicle. Okay. Let's see. Okay, so Stephen's saying there's false advertising. So I ran the vehicle back yes. on caredge.com. I like the work that we do here. And you can yes. see this advertised price is $22,777. By the way, Bev has a lovely signature. Great signature. Yeah. $22,777. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking, all right, um, you know, if this, this out the door price quote has any price different than that, then yeah, that's, that's bait and switch advertising. But I'm thinking to myself, all right, let me double check. Let's go to the dealer's website yes. and let's make sure that the information they have there says the same thing. Okay. Dealer website says $22,777. So yes. We come back. This customer actually goes into the dealership, and what do they see, Dad? Oh, a $3,000 market adjustment added to that $22,777. So then I think to myself, yeah. go for it. You can go for it. So so really, the selling price isn't $22,777. This is the type of stuff, just like you were talking about in the lending, this is the yes. type of stuff that's just expected. And what do I mean by that? Let's look here, gang. We've got $22,770. Yes. That's the price. Yes. Let's go down to the fine print. Okay. All right. Ready, gang? Yes. I don't know where the asterisk is because there I'm, was. I'm sure it was up there on the Did price. you see an asterisk? Let's. No. I did not. I guess maybe this. Please note no, we, we turn, turn our inventory, inventory daily. daily. Please check with the dealer to confirm. Oh. This is why, by the way, we're doing a car edge sales event. Yeah. None of this bull crap. So, all right. There was an asterisk, yes. sort of, maybe. Yes. The advertised price does not include sales tax, vehicle okay. registration fees, finance charges, dealer options, market value adjustments. Wow. Get the hell out of here. That, that's that's like that's like fraud. that's like saying that's like saying, all right, let's just put it in the fine print that we're gonna advertise a fake price. price yes. And then, what the hell, man? Yes, yes. I, I that is that Look is that typo. is a, that is an ownership group that has made a business decision, and their business decision is that they're going to be disingenuous at best. They're going to use bait and switch advertising in order to create interest in their vehicles and then they're going to break it to you gently or not so gently when you get in that the price is actually higher yes that's why we exist yes that's why uh, we're we're doing that first car edge sales event because we want to prove to dealerships out there that if you utilize a sales process similar to carmax or similar to Tesla, where the damn price is the damn price. It's just that simple. 
that there's a reason that nearly a million people a year buy vehicles at CarMax, and there's a reason why people who wanted to buy something other than Tesla end up getting Teslas because they don't like this crap that they have to go through at the dealerships. So if you're a dealer, get your head out of your ass and, <laughs> and move your business into the 21st century. Your business should not be built on fraud and deception. You wouldn't like it if it happened to you. You would probably scream the loudest if it happened to you. Yet you do it every day and you encourage your staff to do it every day. Stop. Just stop. Get real. Get real with yourself. Get real with your staff. Get real with your customers. Change the way you do business. Do it for your own good. I'm sorry. I'm off my soapbox. No, that was, we'll, we'll clip that. We'll use that in like a bunch of different things. That was good. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's just such BS. It's the first time I've seen in the fine print. Yeah. Price does not reflect market value. <laughs> like, what's the price thing? Yeah. What, what the, why are you advertising? Why are you advertising? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why, why are you showing that as a selling price when it is anything but? Yeah, let's look at it. Maybe I missed something here. Maybe. No, there's no, no last, asterisk. Last, last time I checked, there's no asterisk. And it also says retail price. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the retail price without the market value adjustment. Yes. So we all, as consumers... Come on, FTC. Come on, CFP. So, so that's Bev Smith Toyota. There you go, folks. This in is this Fort is, Pierce, Florida. So for the yeah. yeah. So if if I if if I was a a customer in Florida and I wanted a Toyota, I don't care where in Florida I am, and I don't care how long I'd have to wait. I would I would do business with Earl Stewart Toyota in in the. Uh, Eastern Florida, down by Palm Beach, I think that area, uh, because they don't do any of this crap. If I was looking for a used BMW, I'm not looking at Bev Smith. Yeah. Okay. I would just, as, as customers, when you see stuff like that, you know, it's like when you're at the airport, if you see something, say something. Okay. So as customers, when you see something like this, say something. And we'll bring it to our community's attention. We'll bring it to, I don't know, our show's attention when we're on the air. Um, we might even do a, a separate video about it. Uh, we need, you, you know, if we wanted to do a wall of shame for auto dealers, we wouldn't have a big enough wall. Okay, we just would. instead we're doing the trusted dealer system. Yes, which, trying to uh, focus on the positive. Yeah, which unfortunately requires a small wall at this point. But we want to have to enlarge that wall. We do want to have to enlarge that yes. wall. Well and said. we want to and we want to literally shame people like Bev Smith Toyota for doing crap like this. They're they're just. There's just no need for it. Hey. There really isn't. And and to and and I know they'll say, well, if we wouldn't do that, we wouldn't get the clicks because you know our competitors are doing it. Be better than your competitors. Call out your competitors in your advertising so that you can be better. Lead by example. Just one time in your business life. Lead by example. Okay. You good? No, this shit really pisses me <laughs> off, and I'm not allowed to use that S word. 
We're going to call it a show, folks. We're going to call it a show. Everyone join us back here tomorrow. We'll be on um, at 9 Eastern, 9 Pacific, <laughs> noon Eastern. Sometime. Sometime. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be calm down. We're going to chill out over here. Really? Zen then, all right? I was, I was unchilled. Yeah, a little bit. A little unhinged right there, but it was good. Unhinged? Unhinged. I'm standing up for people. Yeah, but you just your blood pressure. You got to make sure you regulate. My blood pressure is good. <laughs> My heart's pumping. I feel full of life. <laughs> I love it. Dad. And then you know what will happen is I'll just kill over because <laughs> I was so full of life. God, I hope that doesn't happen. Live I really, <laughs> I really hope that. the odds are that it could. Let's hope not. All right, let's yeah. call it a day, folks. Everyone, join us back here tomorrow. Enjoy your Thursday, and we'll see you here again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, and I do apologize if I annoyed anyone except that dealer.